Wait, what's supposed to happen? I don't know. I thought, I thought maybe I could tap into some sense memory or something, and bam, the, the hairs would stand up on the back of your neck, and your heart would start pounding as it all rushes back to you. Everything you left behind, your jaw hangs open. The camera pushes in. Cue the music. Remember Jurassic Park! What? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. And hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 155, and tonight we're talking about Swiss Army Man. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. That's a new meaning to... Hold on, sorry. Andrew, that's a new meaning to the phrase, put a cork in it, Jimison. Uh. <gasps> <laughs> sorry, that was my cork. No, 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 that was good. I, I knew what you were doing. Sorry, I, I paused. I thought I heard uh, something. Uh, corny, grossest canteen ever, Logan. <laughs> Hey, you know, uh, whenever I uh, get rid of my trash, I uh, make sure that I uh, convert it into a uh, people. Village and, of people. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's recycling. It's, it's good. Good to do. And, and creepy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Sam, now with karate chopping action, Vector. Evening, Sean. I, I just want you to know that I wouldn't be as nice to your corpse. Oh, I, I have no doubt. I, All the I, things you would do, Sam. Yeah. You terrible person. Yeah, I, 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 even, I don't even want to go down the joke here because it's just going to freak me out. <laughs> what joke? You know what Sam would do? Uh, yeah. I'd, yeah. All the Jurassic Park things he'd make you do. <laughs> he'd turn me into exactly. a T-Rex. He'd, he'd cut off my hand, like my arms, and then put my hands on and make me a, a like T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> So this is 2016's Swiss Army Man. It came out this last year. Um, and uh, super independent, super low budget. Um, yep. And uh, if you're wondering, Swiss Army Man, that sounds, uh, is that like a movie about a pocket knife? or, or a, MacGyver, actually. Or MacGyver, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, uh, Andrew will, will tell us some things about it. A hopeless man stranded on a deserted island befriends a dead body. And together they go on a sur- sorry, <laughs> a, surreal, a surreal journey to get home. I started to, I thought that word was survival journey, but that didn't make any sense. A surreal journey. Kind of the same thing, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. All right. That's, Towards the end. That's more or less right, I think. Um, that's, that seems. <clears throat> hey, we have to do spoiler alerts on this movie. Uh, yeah. So spoiler alert, right? Yeah. This movie came out within the last year, so uh, it, it's not within our our uh, three year requirement. So. Spoiler alert, this movie is about a dead dude, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, 
and uh, some other guy, I don't know, uh, Daniel, no, uh, Paul Dano, book him Dano. Dano. Hey, hey, Dano, um, how you doing? How you doing, Dano? He was in, he was in, he was in Looper? I appreciate it, thank you. Who was he Hi. in Looper? I don't know. He was in Looper, apparently, and he was in, uh, oh, he was in Cowboys and Aliens as that Percy dork. I, yep. That's where I know him from. Percy Jackson. Yeah. He was a douche in that. Um, <laughs> what it was. Tell us how you feel there, Sean. Well, I mean, his character is supposed to be a douche. I mean, like, he's Harrison Ford's kid, and he and he sucks, and they have to go save him, and then as a result of his incarceration by the aliens, he's no longer a douche. So, anyway, yeah. um, so Swiss Army Man. So none of us has seen this. Before no. this movie, this viewing, right? Andrew, this was uh, a request at the behest of a friend of yours, a co-worker who will remain nameless yes, uh, for whatever reason, uh, so that the innocent will be protected, I guess. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, sorry, I'm being distracted. I never have distractions normally, and now my dog is at the door <clears throat> whimpering, even though she's not normally down here. and. Sarah's another room. Anyway, um, no one cares. Andrew, your uh, your initial your little start here go. Yeah, it, this movie is about an hour and a half long fart joke that is done uh, in an interesting way, and I appreciate what they tried to do in some aspects. But uh, there were some laugh out loud moments that I enjoyed quite quite well, and then there were some moments that I did what my dog does and cocked my head to the side and went, <laughs> uh, okay. So <laughs> I, like I said, I appreciate what they try to do here with, I guess their budget and with their, uh, independent film, but, uh, it was not something that I will go out and watch uh, on a weekly basis. All right. That's fair. Uh, uh, that's real fair. Um, corny. All right. So <clears throat> for about the first 33 minutes, uh, I hated you so much uh, <laughs> for this movie because in my mind, this was going to end up being another Transformers 4, and I, I promised myself I would kill you if we did that again. Um, and I was going to have to do it. And it was too, but uh, all of a sudden, things got super interesting, and um, I, I actually ended up really, really enjoying this movie. Um, and then, you know, just when I think things are kind of hidden where I think they are and all of a sudden it's not and all of a sudden it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie and uh, <laughs> I, I, the whole thing was just like damn I did not expect that to happen and so uh, I also appreciated what they were trying to do and how the story went and yes it is essentially an hour and a half long uh, fart joke but one of the most beautiful fart jokes you've ever heard in your life <laughs> alright so, yeah. yeah yeah that's beautifully said uh, Sam <laughs> 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 okay um i i have to apologize uh sean okay. but uh what the f <sighs> this was <laughs> a movie i i had been wanting to see this um because i'd heard that it was strange i heard people were walking out on it at, at the same rate that people were loving this thing uh, makes and sense. when it first when it first started, I was I was sitting there thinking, "Oh my God, is this going to be another rubber?" Yeah, you know, is this is this some sort of stupid high, you know, 
high level try, or trying to think high level thoughts and and you know but especially with the farts when it started i was like oh my god this is this is insane but i will tell you yes there's there's farts there's lots of lots of farts there's a lot of bodily functions in this movie <laughs> yeah there are there's talk about patient there, there's you know there's just <laughs> all this ugly Hold on, Sam. Ugly Sam, just want to, for a second. I yeah. really appreciate the fact that your internet screwed up. So all you said was the word was Bayesian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard the whole thing. Yeah, on my end, I, I only heard was Bayesian. So I like that. Bayesian. I, just, I want to capture that yeah. out. I can be uh, uh, talked about Bayesian. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so they had all this ugly, ugly stuff, but they made it so beautiful. And the music and the stylized art that it was showing, totally, I totally bought into it. Um, I, I was lost in this movie, wondering where the heck this thing was going to go next. Uh, I always try to see that, you know, every week we, we see new movies and, and I keep looking for something I've never seen before. And by God, did this give it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost every aspect of this movie... Um, I was surprised at every turn. I did not expect a bear. I did not expect. <laughs> yeah. Um, half, who, who expected half the, the revenant the to break into do. this thing? <laughs> yeah, I I did not. Um, the the head fake at the end. Um, but the whole movie boils down to, you know, it's okay to fart in front of other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's an but, everybody poops. Uh, but yeah, and, it's. But Scorsese. It, it's is so, I, I'm gonna have to watch this thing again to try to get some some of the more new, more I don't know detailed nuances of it. But you could interpret it this in so many ways. You could be a teenager and giggle the whole time. You know, you could look at this and and uh, interpret this as a you know raising a child metaphor. It could be was this whole thing in his head the whole time? Was it not? Um, was this a uh, a, 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 a study on death and how to live life um there's so many different aspects of this movie that i just i ate this thing up and really really enjoyed it um in fact i'll probably end up seeing it again pretty soon i paid itunes for the soundtrack for this movie so um that tells you how much generally tells you how much i liked it so how about you sean well it tells me that you like the soundtrack it doesn't tell me you like the movie yeah in fairness um because it did kind of mention you know, that one movie a bunch. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, the Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, so this movie, um, I, I typically when I watch the movie for the show, I, I watch it the night before so I can kind of think about it and stew over it. And a lot of times it's when we watch The Perfect Weapon, I don't have to think about what I'm going to say. I You know, it's a <laughs> oh, dumb action flick, dude wore mom jeans, that's not actually odd job. Sparky go boom, right? So, um, <laughs> whereas movies like this, and I bring this one up often, and Snowpiercer and um, some other movies that we've watched really kind of made me think, and I really had to chew on what I was going to say, and I, I, I cornered a couple of my students today and was talking to them like, this is what I watched, and I'm still trying to process the movie. It, it, right, though? You have to sleep on this thing. And... It, to, to to me, this movie is 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 um, it is a coming of age story wrapped around 
uh, uh, twelve-year-old boy humor. Um, <laughs> and I, I really liked this movie a lot. I, I, I. The first fifteen minutes, corny. I'm with you. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like rubber. I'm gonna hate <laughs> Andrew's friend forever. I'm gonna drive to wherever the hell his school is and say mean things about this person. And <laughs> and halfway through the movie, or I guess it's about 20 minutes into the movie when, when Radcliffe started talking. Because I didn't expect that. I actually didn't expect that. Then that was he, my first laugh out loud moment. Yeah. <laughs> he said something and he punched him and ran out. <laughs> Why'd was, you punch me? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Killed me with a sword, Mal. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so he, um, and because that's what any one of us would do, right? <laughs> I don't know why that's making me laugh so much. Uh, maybe I'm delirious from from being tired. But no, that part was great. I mean, this this movie has a lot of heart and yeah, and soul. And that's cheesy, but it, this movie is, does literally have a lot of heart um, in the movie. Um, I will say this. Now and forever, I'm in. This is the best acting job Daniel Radcliffe has ever done. And, Absolutely. And I, all you, all you Potterheads out there, behind you on that one. All you Potterheads out there, I, I love Harry Potter films. I do. And he's fine in the last three movies, four movies. Uh, he's kind of terrible in the first three of them because he's a child. He doesn't know what he's doing. But in this movie, yeah. it's hard to do what he's doing. Like. Oh, sure, it's easy to play dead. Really? Like, it's really easy to play dead when you've got four or five crew members sitting there staring at you and you're having to remember lines and you can't even, like, flick your eyes around. You know, he was he was really <laughs> good in it. And I liked the art house kind of feel. I liked the, every time he would, he when he's describing a thing, the camera showed it to you. You know, he's mm -hmm. like, this is what you, this is happy. And then he shows him, and this is mad, and he shows him, and then this is a thing, and this is a people. And it was this quick cut, and Corny will uh, maybe agree with me. It kind of reminded me of Sam Raimi a little bit in his style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, quick, quick zooms and. Yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. it just didn't have zooms, but it was those quick moments. And I, I, um, I liked that. Uh, I thought it was very kind of a, a cool way to show us. His thought process, and uh, and Sam, you mentioned in your intro, is this all in his head? And yeah. so the whole movie, until the last three minutes, um, I thought this is all not real. None of this is real. This is all in his head, mm -hmm. um, and and this is just his way of coping with the the fact that he's by himself. Right, he's having mm -hmm. these conversations. This is, you know, um, there's all kinds of different movie conspiracy theories out there. Like in the movie Grease, that the fact she actually drowned, the, the yeah. main chick drowned, and that her whole the whole movie is her kind of acceptance of this, and then she rides off into the sky with John, you know, Travolta for whatever reason. Um, but. So, like, in this movie, you know, it's what made me think, like, is this the, him, you know, talking with Radcliffe about these really deep issues? 
and they seem kind of dumb, you know, like it's, you know, it's not okay to fart in front of people. Well, why? Why are we trying to go back to this life if we can't do the things that we want to do all the time? It's, it's almost like some of the conversations that I've had with my four-year-old. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, you know, some people have said this is a, you know, a parent, uh, you know, represents what a parent does in terms of teaching their kids and, and raising a child. Um, cause they have to, kids have to grapple with some of the same thoughts and ideas that Daniel Radcliffe's character or corpse, I guess you could say, yeah. um, was dealing with in this movie. And then, yeah. but, but also, but at the same time, uh, some of these things are actually like kind of legitimate questions. What does it matter? We all fart. It just happens. Yeah. Uh, I, this movie made me think about my son when he was like my oldest son, I guess when he was, uh, I don't know, three or two, even, I don't know, but he was in the bathtub and I'd stepped out of the room for just a moment and I heard a scream and I thought, Oh God, he's drowned. I've let my son drown. <laughs> and I walked back in the bathroom and he's staring at his penis and he's going, it's going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Oh, my Lord. That's fantastic. <laughs> these are the stories you can't wait to tell when he's uh, getting ready to get married. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, but- but you're entirely right. That's that's the just a, you know you're t- teaching life to this corpse, and I, I took it as a as you know this guy started the movie with him trying to kill himself, right? Mm-hmm. He was so lonely or so lost, he decided to kill himself, and a corpse floats by or, or comes washes up on shore, and I took it that as this this guy was was dealing with his loneliness and and thoughts the the corpse was his projection of that life he wanted to live. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like that, and I hate to say that fantastic scene where he starts dressing up as, as the girl, right? And they're having the conversations on the bus, on the fake bus that he created in the woods. Yeah, man, he MacGyvered the hell out of them woods. He, everything. Uh, he MacGyvered the hell out of everything. It's, I mean, it's amazing how he didn't, what, what, didn't MacGyver some kind of yacht to get off that island. I mean, yeah. To be honest, I actually expected that to be, uh, I mean, an adventure basically of him building a raft out of Daniel Radcliffe and then farting his way around the world. Right. I thought that was going to be a thing for a little bit. <laughs> but wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> yeah. Unlimited power yeah. source. But thing. anyway, um, so you've got this scene where you've got Daniel, the dead Daniel Radcliffe talking to the it, the guy in drag as the girl and you're rooting for them to get together. Mm-hmm. And it's such a weird juxtaposition of this is such a strange scene. And yet it's so perfect. Uh, you know, I, and I, f- I even think the conversation they were talking about is thinking of his mom when he masturbates. Right. Right. Isn't that the conversation they were having at that, at that yeah. time. Yeah. So everything about that scene should be like repulsive yet. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous, and th- that whole the, the the whole movie is like that. Where where things are the worst is when they're uh, when they're presented the most beautiful. 
Uh, you're not wrong. Well, I sort of slipped, I think. I'm sorry. No, no. No, <laughs> um, no you're not wrong. Uh, Sam, check your phone. Um, so You may be right. Uh, you may be crazy. The, the, I thought... I, I looked at it again. I thought it was a coming of age. And, and again, until the last three minutes, I wasn't a whole 100% sure this was real. And then they have the moment where he comes to life-ish on the beach and then farts him way, his way off into the sunset. And I thought, oh, so so Radcliffe is this, he's this tool that exists in nature for whatever reason to save people. This is his job <laughs> in in the world, right? He's this this place in the world, right? We've seen movies where like, uh, the the dolphin comes and saves you, or the dog comes and saves you, but then must go on to do other things. You know, I'm needed elsewhere. Mary Poppins, he is the Mary Poppins of <laughs> corpses. You know, comes that's, when that's... needed. Um, he's the fairly odd parents. You know, I I can't think of any other examples, but he he was needed. He showed up. He he's he did his, he accomplished his mission. Which was getting him back, and then where you go, and he leaves. Um, but it really begs another question: Is did uh, the, our hero Hank? I guess Hank was his name. Yeah. Did he ever really want to be saved and actually go back? Because that's a great yeah. That is a good question because when he's in the backyard. All of well, a sudden, he's trying to escape. Well, forget even you know, the backyard. The think, think about it. How long were they in those woods? Days? Like, yeah. weeks? Yeah. How long did it take to build that stuff? How long did it take to right get from her backyard? her backyard? Yeah, I mean, it took, the, it's, what? If you think about it hard enough, it's damn creepy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really creepy. That was my question about the movie, was, was he really stranded? Or is he a mentally ill patient? Who, I had the same thought, too. Who was stalking this girl living in her backyard, like living in her woods behind her house, mm. as just, you know, a stalker. And then having this whole thing happen in his mind. I, and then it, even with the last scene where uh, Manny is farting off into the distance, I, I still wondered... Okay, is all this real or is this still happening in his head? Yeah, right. And see, I thought it to to make it a that that was my one problem with this movie, and that was the the very ending um, when he's smiling, going off into the sunset with his, <laughs> with his jet ski farts. And I thought it would would have been better if if uh, Hank would have just simply heard him started to fart and not seen what happened afterwards. Does that make sense? Mm. Oh yeah, like uh, like every movie where um, someone's trying to test the power, and all of a sudden the thing moves barely right when the camera cuts. Exactly, out. you know it's it's the old um, uh, Inception type of does the top does the top stay spinning type right. of idea, and you know because him going off into the sunset basically told me that you know people were seeing this happen, mm-hmm. real people were seeing this happen and reacting. <laughs> Yeah, and reacting. Hence, why I repeated the the lines of the actress, yes. um, which I'm sure Corny loves um, yes. in this movie. Yeah, I did. Yeah, she would definitely yeah. be our Scott Pilgrim connection. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, <laughs> it, by the way. yeah, she is from. North it Carolina. provided a funny moment, 
certainly. I love the, the the looks that everybody was giving this corpse that was floating back away. But at the same time, it just, I don't know. I don't want to say it re- lost a bit of magic, but I would have still liked to have been hung in the balance of whether or not this was fantasy or not. Because that told me that some of this fantasy actually indeed happened. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And... And you're right. Then it then the movie completely changes from. Is this again? Is this all in his head? Is this, um, uh, is this is, vanilla? Is this his fantasy. Well, yeah. is this vanilla sky? Is this um, spoiler? Is this? I'm trying to think of other movies where this is a thing, right? Where this all it doesn't yeah. real like what what we see on camera. Oh, what's that movie with um, Jude Law, Repo Men or something? You guys ever see that? Is it Repo Man? I think so. Like, That's yeah, where they were taking organs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Repo Man, and like he has this whole like adventure, and then at the end of the movie, you find out that it's just his brain accepting the fact that he has been haloed or whatever, and that he's actually going to go. He's he's actually dying, or he's in a coma or something. Like he yeah. doesn't escape. Um, so like that's what you know. So so the whole time you're doing this, and then when you have this ending, it's like nope. Magic corpse farting thing is real, and yeah. and then and then now you have to kind of live with those consequences that <laughs> that that one is a thing, and and then two again, Manny's living in her backyard for for a long time. I mean, when they came running through the, they, I mean, it took them what four minutes to get from her backyard to the coast. Which, by yeah. the way, one of two things then here, right? Either. We're gonna to have to call bullshit on his cell phone not having service, or he had service. He just chose to ignore it. Yeah. Uh-huh. To to, well, to to Andrew's point, uh, and your and now your point, um, that whole scene where they saw all the people, the party scene essentially, um, they they all ran into that. So I, I'm almost thinking that uh, the the idea that. He wasn't well and then ran into the woods seems far more plausible now based on the fact that everyone could get to the, you know, see all the things that he had built mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in a short, short amount of time. The kid got there. So um, so here's but, the question. Was he really stranded on that desert island? Well, we never learn how he gets there, right? And I thought I heard somebody say something about a boat. Well, no. Like, he mentioned they fell off a boat or something like oh, that. Oh, did he? I missed that totally? Because the no, only I thing I remember him saying is he ran away. That was the only thing I remember yeah. him saying is he ran away. Yeah. Um, I don't ever remember hearing him say how he got there. So, um, so yeah. Is, I mean, to your point, is that is that real or is that just just you know him again? He uh, the idea that he ran away is obviously very compelling and, and I think real. He There was some mm-hmm. kind of rejection in his life, whether it's his dad or if it was, um, um, what's her name, uh, Mary, uh, Sarah, the character named Sarah. Maybe she re- actually rejected him on the bus and or something. Mm-hmm. Something triggered and thus he ran away and he created this illusion of being on this island and... You know, created the fact that like he had a beard. Like I don't even think that beard was real. Yeah, I'm actually starting to think that you know that, that like, was never there. The beard was never there. He wasn't gone that long. 
because he didn't like his dad never even really seemed to to be scared that like he was missing for any. I mean, a beard that long, he would have been gone for months and months. And on that little island, he would have all but he would have starved to death. But anyway, what I'm saying is, is that I don't think that was real. True. Hey, here's a here's an interesting talking point. All right, so let's say you're uh, you're going on a boat. All right, um, which I've done. Do you often just take your phone and put it in a plastic bag? Um, actually, I've gone deep sea fishing a few times. I've seen people do that. Yeah, I, but you, but you're planning to go in the water. But you're planning to do that. Uh, if I'm on a boat that I think is going to be fine, I'm probably not too worried about. No, when Sarah and I, my wife and I, when we went on a cruise, did I put my did I have my phone on a, in a plastic bag? No. When we go to the beach, I put my phone in a plastic bag so that I have my phone, and then if I I can pull it out to take pictures of the kids. Yeah, which but so you know basically when you're going on. Nope. Oh, now we lost oh. corny. Reanimate his corpse. Uh, so he knows he's going in the woods, so I'm just going to put my phone in the bag. Oh, there you are. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, sorry, we lost you a little bit there, Corny. Um, oh. I, don't, I don't know if you said it, but maybe, I mean, so let's let's pretend this then. Let's pretend that that island was never real, that he just went to the, the coast of California, right, which is where that was. It's California. So let's just say he went there. It's not that unreasonable to think that if he had, was going to the beach you know, to just to to escape that he would have done that. Right? That's not that far fetched if he was gonna go to the beach. Yeah. Um again, but but to your point, say uh, Corny, if he was going if he was running away and possibly going there for the intention of committing suicide, why would he even care? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe he wasn't point. trying to commit suicide the whole time. Maybe it was um, he truly was just trying to get away. And then maybe that's true. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he was in fact on an island. And that I mean, we saw the the power boat that is Daniel Radcliffe speed away. So maybe he yeah maybe he somehow chartered a fishing boat and then fell over and found himself on this little island somewhere in the Pacific. And then you know road Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> all the way back to the one spot on the west coast of the west United coast. States that happened to be a mile from his girlfriend's his would be girlfriend's house. So yeah. Hmm, all right. Um and that was before the uh the boner compass. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So once again, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, just <laughs> From my youth, it always led me to what I wanted. Well, well there you go. Uh, <laughs> from uh, uh, <laughs> and Corny, just Sorry. so you know, uh, the guy who was his his real name is Timothy Ulick. Ulich. He's he, a Ulick. Yeah, <laughs> he was um, stunt double for Paul or or, or uh, Hank, uh, and he was the stunt coordinator, and he was also. Preston, whoever Preston is, uh, he was a uh, stunt coordinator for uh, Leverage. <laughs> Here's your Leverage connection. You know, Sweet. I had to. Have, you know, I had to find one. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so this movie <laughs> follows my 
my rule, right? If I have a lot of notes okay. about a movie, I hate the movie. I had about 14 notes on this movie. I just <laughs> Well, if you if you look away long enough, you're going to miss something crazy. I just got so well, I always pause the show whenever I type a note, but like I I just got so sucked into this movie. I just I didn't I didn't want to nitpick because I didn't think it mattered. Again, my I, my whole brain the entire time watching this is telling me this isn't real. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he can't do a thing or that he can MacGyver or whatever or that he's so stupid to, while he's got a noose on, to just start running before he took it off or that he's, I mean, he should be dead, right? Mm-hmm. Or or that he's so stupid that he could think that eating popcorn kernels would actually be oh. good. You know, like, like for someone that can build a shopping mall out of twi- uh, sticks and twigs and trash, he was a pretty dumb person. Um, so... You know, I, I, but I was so ca- so that's why it made me. I didn't take a lot of notes because it was there wasn't a whole lot of reason to nitpick. Um, and and back to my point that I'm going to mention, I think another time or two that he never really wanted to be saved is that, and I think I don't know if it was a goof or if it was intentional, but there's a I looked I was seeing in some of the trivia in that. There's a scene when he's carrying Radcliffe and they're walking through the woods. In the background, you can see a you can see cars driving by the road on a road. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he I honestly believe that he was just walking in circles, that he never intended to leave. Yeah. And and it was I mean, truly the only reason why he went to her house was because um, you know, uh, Radcliffe friggin' dragged him out of the woods. So <laughs> I mean, I'm saying like that was what that's the that's the thing that changed. Um, yeah, is that he scared well, off a bear? It and... was when he he finally Manny, you know, was asking about all these things about, or he was learning about all these great things about society. Finally, pushing him out yeah. of the woods um, to the point where he might be able to talk to this girl, and uh, even then, he still was he wasn't able to talk to her. Oh, yeah. I mean, he only says one sentence to her, I think, and that's when she said, why am I in your phone or something? And he said, you just looked so happy or something like that. I mean, yeah. he, he never really got a chance. He, I mean, honestly, Manny never, or Hank, sorry, Hank, never <laughs> gets his really redemption moment. No. I mean, he he gives his father a smile, and then his dad gives him a nod, and then... He goes out and he whispers something in the Radcliffe's ear, and then he zooms off into the sunset. Um, so we obviously don't know what he says, but I mean, there's I'm pretty there, sure it was I have to fart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just shoved Taco Bell up your ass. Um, Remember me, right? Yeah. So, but he never really gets his redemption moment. You know, it, it's not like. If it were more of an American movie, right, then, then uh, you know, uh, Sarah would have been home without a child and a husband, and he would have, full of confidence and vigor, would have went up and talked to her and whatever, right? And would have had mm-hmm. this kind of, finally he gets this moment in the sun with this girl that he's been pining over, and instead she's married with a kid, and he still doesn't even really get even confidence enough to talk to her. In fact, it all just boils down to his relationship with Manny. So, um, 
it, it, it just a, it's just a very interesting movie that way. So, <laughs> um, and and Andrew, uh, not Andrew, Sam, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm gonna take some time off for this. I mean, it might even be a year. I'm gonna watch this again. Yeah, because I want to. Because I want to now, knowing what we know about it, go back and watch it and see if we can pick up on stuff. So yeah. uh, while you guys have been talking, I uh, decided to be uh, that guy and go back and pull up the scene where the phone finally comes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually two solid months of unchecked messages. Oh, okay. So, all right. So that's all right. So there's a little there's a little more evidence to, against us. I'm glad you you said that, Corny, because I had forgotten that. So he's got two months. So he's been gone two months. That's a long time. All right, fair enough. So he's got a beard. Um, and that he used Radcliffe's teeth to shave with, which would really hurt. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, it would. Um, <laughs> so we, all, we, strange. we all of us have had facial hair at one point in the time, and I, I can't imagine using something as dull as teeth to uh, shave with. But No, when Parker was like one and a half, man, I used his teeth all the time. It was <laughs> Stop great. Stop it. Yeah. Um, Could you imagine uh, setting the actors up for that scene, though? Oh, okay, yeah. Daniel, I need you to get real close here. Now, now hold your mouth wide open. And then just scrape it along uh, this, this guy's. You're gonna cheek. get. You're now gonna, gonna get one some, take with some this. hair in your mouth. You know that that he'll take out with his hand, but just just you know just go with us here. This would yeah. be great. I I have to ask the question, and I want your honest opinion, you three. What do you think the water tastes like coming out of Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> <laughs> warm. <laughs> First of all, Magical. warm. Yeah. Magical. Magical? Oh, because he's Harry Potter. <laughs> I... No, just because of Daniel Radcliffe. That, that dude's sexy. Yeah. I, I think it's oh, like, I think it's it's like warm fish water. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, man. Kind of that smell you get when you're around dead fish. Yeah. I kind of you know, like this movie more if I think that Manny is really Harry Potter who is dead. <laughs> And, and thus... that explains some of the magical qualities. <laughs> yeah, but but he didn't have a a, a British accent. Though. That's true, or a scar on his face. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Well, it's gone now. You know, the end of the movie. Well, I mean, it wouldn't matter. I mean, I, actually, Sam, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. counter your argument. He doesn't okay. have an, a British accent because Hank taught him how to talk, and Hank was American. There you go. All right, and he doesn't have a scar because. Magic. Plastic know. surgery. Plastic surgery. He had plastic surgery before he died. For whatever reason. <laughs> um, mm. I like this. So, I haven't even gotten a single one of my uh, my notes. Uh, <laughs> why does his uh, erection sound like an electric razor? That was kind of weird. Um, don't yours? No. <laughs> they don't. Um, my, mine uh, you're mine, doing it wrong. <laughs> mine uh, sound like a, a revving of a uh, Dodge Charger. Mm. I don't appreciate that same at all. Weird. <laughs> so next time the corny's in your car, you know, if you're at a red light and you put it in neutral and just kind of rev it a little bit, just me. We'll, we'll think of you. Okay, it's just got gross. I'm so, gonna bleep uh, out that revving conversation. My, revving a tar charger engine. I uh, did that at a friend today. You know, you had to do that thing where you yeah put your car in neutral and rev it like you're gonna run them over. Uh, I did that beside the uh, president's administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. She frowned. Uh, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you can't have fun with that, then there's just something wrong with you. I, um, one of my coworkers, it's funny, it's so funny, corny. That happened to me today. Um, one of my coworkers was getting into her Jeep Liberty, 
and I pull up Bruce. right next to her. Yeah, whatever, it's fine. Um, it was one. It's the newer one, Sam. It's the newer one. You liked your liberty. I did. Or did Corny say gross? I said gross. Oh, and I yeah, know no, why. I, liked, I, I know why. Yeah, yeah, I know why you said gross. Um, she pulls up, in her, so I pull up next to her in my Mazda three, and I rev the engine, and she just laughed because it's funny. Um, because it's a yeah, it sounds like a pissed off weed eater. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> my my Mazda three. Um, wouldn't it have been fun to be the puppeteer for the penis? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. All right, guys. Uh, let's see. We need to move uh, Daniel Radcliffe's junk and <laughs> up tier three. Go. Like I guess. I mean, I guess. How did they do that? Right. Like, did they? There was there somebody underneath Radcliffe, or they have like some kind of? Uh, I mean, obviously, it was being controlled by a person. <laughs> you know, they like just off camera. I don't even want to know, really. But um, I think he has such body control. It's him. I don't <laughs> think so at all. Um, yeah. um, his magic wand. Uh, start calling him Daniel Studcliffe. Well, you could see him naked. He did that play right after uh, Harry Echo, Potter. Equus, right? Yeah. yeah, he was. He yep. was in the. Buff. He wanted to try to get as far away from Harry Potter as he could. There. Well, like that. a lot of them did. Like Emma Watson went around and did that. That uh, wolf, the something of being a wallflower, where she yeah. kind of got a little scandalous, and of course now she's doing a Disney princess movie. So. Um, which is great. I think she's wonderful. Um, this guy MacGyvered a bus and scrolling pictures, but can't climb out of a canyon. Uh, uh, I, Sam, you mentioned, I, I did write the note pretty poetic about masturbation. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, pretty sure that river was like five feet deep, five feet deep, but okay. Kiss of life and water missile is what I wrote. Um, the cork popped out. Yeah, I did. Um, oh, I, I saw more of Daniel Radcliffe's ass than I really ever wanted to, though. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that? Uh, oh, what was the, the line in there? Um, when I masturbate, I'm going to think about your mom. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> like I heard that, and I was like, "That's got to be a conversation we had in college." <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but by we, I mean one one friend in particular. <laughs> this this friend throws bottles. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm getting that weird noise in my ears. I don't understand. No, it sounds like it's interference, but I don't know what from. Nothing's changed since last week. Whatever, I'm going to move on. Um, last thing I'm going to say popcorn, is... Popcorn, uh, <laughs> and then I wrote, uh, Wow, did not see that ending coming. Um, the only tro- I only wrote a few tropes, and I'm not really sure they're tropes. I wrote Coming of Age, which again, I don't think it's really a trope. It's just it's what my idea of the movie is. And it's, it's interesting that I think the four of us kind of have four different opinions on what the movie's about. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I personally think it's a coming of age movie, uh, and then I wrote also kid has to be alone to understand he's alone, so it's like he has to be physically alone to understand that he is emotionally and kind of metaphorically alone. Um, I think that's what got him there in the first place. Yeah, I think he, he's so mentally disturbed that he had to learn how to not be alone to rejoin society. Oh, maybe yeah, that's a different mm. way of thinking. I hadn't thought about that. Um, 
And then, of course, there was, um, uh, well, there was a montage, right? That we had that. So no. I guess, I guess I need to play this. There you go. <laughs> At Sam's request, that will now replace the A-Team theme. So whenever we have a new montage. Montage. Well, we can we can do a team every now and then too, but oh, yeah. uh, I, I found it I, I laughed quite out loud. Well, um, at, so, my, at my desk at the office when I heard them actually say montage. So you, all we need is a montage. <laughs> but you could also uh, go back and grab um, the uh, montage song from uh, Team America: World Police. There you go. Yeah, the <laughs> montage. Sorry again. I'm still trying Hello? to figure out. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's this. The noise is really starting to bother me as the usual. So, um, I'm actually having to like unplug things and plug things back in, and I can't hear any of you because I unplugged my headphones. Um, we have a very distracted Sean tonight. I, it's just well, this. <laughs> it's the cocaine. I mean, we get it. He's one eight hundred rock star life now, and Sean searching yeah. for. Weird Sounds is brought to you by... I know, I'm sorry, no one cares. It's just, I, I, you know, I want the show to sound good. I don't want people listening to be all distracted, and now I'm spending three minutes being distracted, which is probably worse than just the noise. Um, <laughs> you ready for okay. some You ready we, for some clips? Yes, to tell you the truth, but <laughs> Sam broke into your house and put a little beeper in there. He just sets it off. Yeah. There. If, in if fact, it was... in, above you in your uh, drop ceiling is a, uh, is a device. You know, if it was just like a noise-making thing, that would be actually okay. But because it's, I know that it's interference and whatever. The idea of you sneaking in here and putting something in the drop ceiling though is is both brilliant and terrifying at the same time. I've actually never. This is a rental property, and I've never opened up this drop ceiling to look to see what's up there, and I don't want to know, honestly. Dana Warhead Cliff's dead, buddy. It might be. You uh, you open you open up one of those panels, and there's something staring back at you. That's what I'm legit afraid of. That's why I don't want to do it. Um, yeah. Like some dead rat or something. Um, I'm so glad my son sleeps down here. Anyway, um, like, like that handprint in the uh, in that opaque glass uh, light right behind your head. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, time for clippy clips. Clippy clips. Some clips. Here we Let's go. Uh, the f- uh, there's uh, so there's a, there's some funny moments in this movie, but most of them involving bodily functions and uh <laughs> this was one of them sweet balls but as i was hanging up there i didn't really see much of anything but i did see you and i know i know it sounds dumb but i i really thought for a moment that, that maybe just maybe there was a reason that you could... I'm such a child for laughing at that, but it's just funny. It's so wet and nasty. Well, and it's funny because it's like this sweet moment, and then, bam! You know, like we we can't let this movie get too serious on itself, right? Because so far in the movie, it's been pretty serious, right? Man tries to oh, yeah. kill himself. There's a dead body. Like we 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 have to make sure that we realize that this movie isn't Castaway, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um. So we have him fart, and there you go. 
Um, <laughs> Sam, Sam has said this to me, uh, not to me. Sam has said this to every young child that I've ever known him uh, ever say. Every time he meets a young kid, he'll say this. If you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know shit. <laughs> he's very so he's, true because there's a big pile. I love it. I love all Jeff Goldblum who steps in. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I love all the Jurassic Park references in this movie. Oh my gosh, there were so many. Corny, I did not expect you to ask for that one. You should have. I know I should have. I have to break pile shit. That is one big pile of shit. Yeah. See, I'm a little quicker now. I got my whole library at my at my fingertips. So there you go. <laughs> um. Uh yeah. Um number 3. Um I just wrote this one as broken trash. Okay. You want to go home so you can have love. Yeah. But you ran away cuz nobody loves you. <laughs> That's not true. You're broken and empty and dirty and smelly and useless and old. You're like trash, right? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No filter. Um, well, no, I mean, but but children don't have filters, you know, no. like kids don't. Um, and that's that's just the way they are. When we all have kids, we know that they just say things that just come to their brains, and um, they don't they don't ever not talk. It's just funny. Um, well, I thought I captured that, but apparently I didn't. All right, whatever. I just I like the way <laughs> he's. Here. Well, no, I like the way he says. Okay. So I, I, I captured it, but it, apparently I, I didn't. I thought I did, oh. but I didn't. Um. Uh, which is fine. So. Swiss Army Man. I kind of swore. I, well, whatever. It's fine. I'll, I'll pull it out later, and so I'll always have uh. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Rad, let Radcliffe saying uh. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just like the way he says that. Um. Uh, I said this to Corny one time when we were on a uh, camping trip. Hurry before you starve and die. <laughs> uh, that's also incorrect because uh, I would never go willingly into the woods. Uh, you did that one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't go willingly. Yeah. No, you didn't go willingly. In fact, you barely showed up at all. And yeah. um, Anyway, that was another time yeah. for another story. Uh, not quite the name of the movie, but real close. I'm your Baltimore tool guy. Yeah, multi-purpose tool guy. <laughs> I'm your multi-purpose tool guy. <laughs> uh, and Tupus? Yeah. I'm your Merple Tupus tool guy. That's what it's good. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> this is the, um, the 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 most deep, most sincere. This is what the movie boils down to, and I'm not actually uh, hyping this up for the punchline. This is this is genuine. This is. The sweetest kind of moment of the of the movie. Well, maybe everyone's a little bit ugly. Yeah, maybe we're all just ugly, dying sacks of shit. And maybe all it'll take is one person to just be okay with that, and then the whole world will be dancing and singing and farting, and everyone will feel a little bit less alone. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of deep, and Aww. yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. You know, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character and uh, Bradley Cooper character from uh, Silver Linings Playbook should just get together. Yeah, just <laughs> hang out. And then, um, <laughs> and then Sheldon Cooper. He doesn't have a filter either, so no. 
Um, though Sheldon Cooper would be really freaked out by the fact that there's a talking corpse. Um, <laughs> I think he'd be fascinated. Actually, yeah, he probably would be. You know, yeah, he would say something about that. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Okay. Uh, trivia. I'm just kidding. Um, Paul Dano, the guy who played Hank, uh, revealed in an interview that he wanted to be in the movie after hearing a one-sentence synopsis from the director, directors Dan Kwan and Daniel Schneidert. Schneidert. Um, specifically, directors told Dano that they wanted to make a movie where, quote, the first fart makes you laugh, laugh and the last fart makes you cry, end quote. <laughs> You know, uh, when your stomach doesn't feel well, that's also very true. Yeah, that happens, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. A fake version of Manny was made to be used in the in most of the film, but Daniel Radcliffe insisted on being in every shot. The dummy was only used in a few shots where the stunts were too dangerous for Radcliffe, but Radcliffe would still throw or toss the dummy. Nice. Um, I think that's actually great. I, I say bravo to Daniel Radcliffe, and again, I thought he was actually really good at this movie. And um, knowing that makes me like this movie even more. Yeah, it does. Just to know that that, that was him and, and how convincing he was as a dead guy. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty impressive. Paul Dano's character is named Hank Thompson, which is a reference to Tom Hanks, who starred in Castaway. Yeah. Um, Daniel Radcliffe says, again, you Potterheads out there, this is all I got to say. Daniel Radcliffe has stated that this is his favorite of his films. This is wow. the best movie I've seen him in. I mean, truly. Yeah. I mean, this is the be- Well, okay, hold on. I wouldn't say this is the best movie he's been in. This is the best movie he's acted in. Or this is his best acting in a movie. Is that fair? There's, there's more range to do it in. You know, you know what I'm know? saying? Like, well, you're right. There's know. more what, to what, do. What movie would you say would be better than this one? I think Deathly Hollows 1 and 2 are better films than this. I'd rather watch them. I think they're more fun. Yeah. Um, I think, you know what I'm saying? Like they're... You'd actually disagree on that one, to tell you the truth. Uh, well, that's fine. Um, I think, again, yeah. he's a better... He, he's, he's doing better acting in this. And and this is going to sound real bad. Corny, you just said it, and I want to repeat it. He has more acting range in this movie as a corpse than he does as Harry Potter. Because in Harry Potter, he's limited by what he can do and say because it's all written down already. Whereas in this, he can kind of, I mean, he can improv the whole movie and it wouldn't matter because we don't know what a corpse looks like. Or, or we don't not look like. We don't know what a talking corpse looks like, you know? So he can kind uh, of... I'm sure we do. Steven Seagal. Act, act, <laughs> 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 Boom. And that's just, you just mean, of course, his, his career is dead. I actually think the main is actually dead. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I would still say that I would like, I like, I would rather watch Deathly Hollows 1 and 2 than this again. And that's fair. I mean, it's, it's more. It's the rewatchability. You know, one was especially was boring to me. Oh, I had the dragon and the thing, and then they snuck back in the school. Actually, that's all the second one. The first one was just the yeah. long camping trip. So the second one's good. First one they were wandering around. Yeah, the first one really is Harry Potter and the long camping trip. And Ron gets PMS. I mean, it's, that's yeah. kind of what that one is. Uh, and that's fair. But in the second one, I think the second one's actually really good. And I think the Prisoner of, uh, yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban is actually my favorite, which I've said on, on this show before. Um, 
Uh, I just mm. like the look and feel of that one. And that was John, the last John Williams movie um, that he'd filmed or he scored for. Anyway, um, yeah. last one. Due to its, at times, juvenile humor, particularly its avid fart jokes, many audience members walked out of the theater when the film was screened at the 2016 Sundance Film Festival. <laughs> but it still won awards at various festivals yeah. that it's been at. It, it never did a theatrical release. I thought it did. And I remember seeing previews for this, but it must have just been on like iTunes or you know YouTube or Yahoo or something because I it it only released in five movie theaters in Spain, like it never made it to America, coming to America even. So, so I'm not going to ask you guys the whole did it make money, blah blah blah. blah. It was a three million dollar budget, which I think this movie is. Doing really great for three million bucks, and it made four and a half. I'd say, yeah. Um, and it's probably made some more money since it's been on Amazon. Um, that's it. So, recasting wouldn't do yeah. it because there's only two people, well, three people really in the movie, and they're all I'm great. So pesky. Uh, so <laughs> that's just for the bingo card. Um, yeah. Soundtrack grade, I freaking loved it. I love the acapella. Uh, it's, this was an indie producer's wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, honestly, and Sam mentioned it earlier about originality. I have never ever seen a film that was completely scored by acapella. I mean, there was uh, drums, yeah. but I mean, there was it was acapella. And I don't think I got to mention it earlier, Sam. I think for some reason I got distracted by noises. You sent earlier on uh, in a link um, the um, the montage section of the, yeah. of the whatever for me to to pull here for this, right? And yeah, I actually just sat and watched the whole thing, and it shows the words. And I didn't realize, because when you're watching the movie, you can't really hear the words very well. And even when you're just listening to the music, you can't really hear the words well. I mean, yeah. they are literally singing what's happening on screen. And, and that makes it so, I think, brilliant, because in my opinion, the score is what's happening in his head. Right? Because yeah. he's singing. You know, there's parts where he starts singing, and then Radcliffe will start humming. And so they are literally singing together the score of their adventure. And it, of course, would be a cappella and them clapping and just stomping on the ground to produce these words and sounds. And then, yeah. And if you're going to put words to it, why would, why not sing the things you're doing? We just shot a raccoon and now we're going to eat the thing. And we're, they we're, shot its head off. We shot its head off and we're <laughs> shooting you like a machine gun and we're going to eat fish. And are we, they actually say the words, are we falling in love? Question mark. Um, yeah. That's actually sung. So uh, I just, I thought the score was, I just, it was totally brilliant. It was, it was really brilliant. I really am glad I watched it. Um, uh, yep. yep, and then I play this thing. Ooh. Top three. So we decided we actually <laughs> all found enough movies that the the uh, top three category is going to be movies that have corpses that help um, in them. <laughs> so they have to be helpful corpses, not evil corpses. Right, there's a lot more evil corpses than helpful corpses. So, uh, Andrew, you're up. All right, um, I'm going to go 
with uh, number three as Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which yeah. is probably on all our lists. Um, number two, Aunt Ethel in Vacation as they have to drive her to her sure her son's house um and then number one our buddy joe pesci in eight heads in a duffel bag i've never <laughs> seen that is he dead i guess no but the eight heads are oh right right, right. <laughs> yeah so you just wanted to say joe pesci for some reason i, I did okay <laughs> i was like is he the dead one okay uh corny all right uh i'm gonna go with um uh, sorry, Sean. I have to do this. Um, uh, the the dead woman uh, from Bad Boys Two, yeah, uh, yeah, as being the hiding sheet for Martin Lawrence. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, her. Never mind. I will say it. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the uh, half corpse uh, that uh, God's Hellboy and the team. Right, um, oh, Rasputin. Yeah, the zombie thing. And then he says, bite yeah. me or whatever. Yeah. And uh, my number one, because uh, this is genius. Um, uh, <laughs> Are you going to have a Scott Pilgrim versus the world yes. connection? Yeah, the, the first uh, of the evil exes as they explode in the coins. Um, Michael Sarah does take those coins and then rides the bus. So <laughs> the fact that the character is dead, his corpse actually is gold coins and becomes helpful okay uh i'm fine with that that's funny you have to it's exactly what we said it would be the corpse has to help yeah the corpse's coins and the coins paid for his bus fare oh i just thought of something dumb are you gonna hate me for this one all right uh sam all right i have got in my a tie in my number three spot here uh mainly because it's it's corpses of uh animals that are useful um the first is the uh, empire strikes back yeah um, I picked that one. Uh, what is that? The, uh, the Tauntaun. The, yeah. Um, that he hides I in. I thought they in smelled the bad. Way, a, On the outside. Yeah. Do what? I was just quoting the movie. Go ahead. Oh. Um, and in the same way a horse is used in The Revenant um, to uh, to help him survive. So the, Basically, that. the knight. Um, so my DVR. And then I've got my number two. I've got uh, the 300. And the wall of corpses. Oh, sure, yeah. The yeah, oh, they yeah, use nice. the corpses as like mortar for the wall, too. Yeah, um, and my number one is the corpse of one of the princes in Stardust. Oh, that's... At the very end, was used to fight against the witch. Uh, no. That's fantastic. No, no, the corpse fought against uh, Tristan. Tristan. Tristan, that's right. Yeah, Tristan. Sorry. So he's the bad guy. So the corpse was actually not helpful. Uh, we didn't say who for. It was very helpful for yeah. the witch. It was helpful oh, for the okay, witch. fine. I was I was always thinking of being helpful to the hero. <laughs> to the hero, yeah. Because, I mean, then then at that point, then I can pick any zombie movie because it's helpful to the bad whatever. If someone's controlling the zombie. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. And then I can do, uh, then I'm going to do Army of Darkness. All of those d- dead corpse deadites are being controlled by evil Ash. So they're, being, okay. they're helpful I to like him. It. So that's my new number one. Um, and then, uh, so I'll take Bad Boys 2 out with her, uh, big ass dead. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Um, what am I doing with these fake ass TVs? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take Bad Boys 2 out and put an army of darkness. Uh, no, my, my number three was Corpse Bride. Um, okay, yeah. 
Uh, my number two uh, is now going to be Empire Strikes Back. And then my number one is going to be Army of Darkness. I did have some honorable mentions. So, uh, honorable mention was Beetlejuice. Again, uh, okay, yeah. I'm only going to say it the one time. Um, so, I wanted, to, I wanted a ruling on this one. Again, it's an honorable mention, so whatever. But The Sixth Sense. Because he's not a corpse. Helpful. He's just dead. Well, he's helpful, but he's not a physical body. Yeah, what, that's ghosts. the difference. It's yeah. a ghost. It's not a corpse. So, I mean, I'm fine with that being a yeah. no. What 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 movie? I'm sorry, I missed it. Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's not a corpse; it's just a ghost, so that one doesn't count. Uh, and then the, my last one that I said, "Oh, you guys are gonna hate me for," because um, as soon as Corny found a way to incorporate Scott Pilgrim, I started thinking about, "Oh, how can I incorporate Star Trek?" Um, and of course, it would have to be Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock when Spock dies and then is brought back to life. So they're his corpse kickstarts the movie and then they have to do the thing so there you go but again yeah or if like I, if i was going to put jurassic park in there mm-hmm. uh laura dern would have to use um samuel L. jackson's arm to like beat off, of a, <laughs> off a raptor i like that idea that would have been great if she would have done that you know like his arm falls on him and she like takes it and like like throws it so the raptor chases the arm to eat um <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is there a way we could actually incorporate Jurassic Park? I'm thinking about this. Doesn't um, doesn't somebody hide in a dinosaur or something like in a dead dinosaur? Not a thing. I can't remember. No, no not a Jurassic Park. Eh, it's just, just pooping. Poop. Just poop everywhere. Just oh no, you you're wanting the, you're wanting the clip. Sorry. Hey, um, uh, oh, oh wait, wait. Um, oh no. So uh, okay. when the little kid climbs the fence, it turns on and it shocks him. He's pretty much dead there. For he a bit. he is dead for a few seconds. Yeah. It helped them to it's move. Not really them. helping much. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was funny when he, he wakes up and says, "Through that fence." Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he could have. Uh, it's he like in a, all over. He could have crawled through. What the movie uh, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol when uh, Rizzo the rat like is terrified of jumping over the fence? He jumps over the fence and then says, "Oh, I forgot my jelly beans," and he walks under the fence, gets his jelly beans, and Gonzo <laughs> says, "You mean you could have fit the whole time?" Yeah, you're such an idiot. What? Yeah, I'm with you. I love I love that joke. I don't know why, but that joke works on me. Ooh, that was loud. Sorry. Um, I like that joke. It's like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? He can. You mean you can get out of these cups at any time? Yeah, but it wouldn't have been funny. Uh, anyway, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> that's uh, that's it, right? That's our show. Yeah. Um, man, I, I, Andrew, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. You need to go tell your friend thank you. Um, I really, uh, I really enjoyed that. And uh, do they listen to the show? Y'all know. Andrew, you need to unmute yourself. Unmute the computer. Maybe. There you go. Are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the internet has been taking a crap on me all night. That's why I haven't said much, because I've just caught bits and pieces of everything we've said on the show tonight. Oh, well, I was saying, uh, tell yeah. your friend, does, does your friend listen to the show? Occasionally. Occasionally? Yeah. Well, then she should listen to this one. And, and I will say thank you to you, listener, who um, who requested this movie because I this was, this was a worthwhile movie. This is yeah. like when you find that novel that's just just it's going to stay on your shelf forever. Stupid effing book, right? Um, <laughs> I, I will say this: this is one of those few moments where I'm super glad that we do this show because I've I've been like because of this of this podcast, I've been able to discover movies like Hot Fuzz and The Frighteners mm-hmm. and. 
Um, what's the other one that I really like? Um, I can't remember now. Jurassic <laughs> Park. No, God no. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you did. I mean, we. I, I discovered that long before this podcast. Um, <laughs> there were some other movies that, because of the podcast, I found yeah. and enjoyed the crap out of. Iron Sky. Rubber. Oh, uh, God. Rubber. <laughs> Not rubber. I think, actually, I watched Iron Sky before the show. No, 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 we didn't. We did it for the show. Star Crash. Yeah, Star Crash. That's the thing. Um, anyway, out of 10, it's time for that part of the show where we do our out of 10. Um, uh, Andrew, you're out of... I don't, yeah, I don't have a tune for out of 10. Maybe I should get one. Um, yeah. I think you've been saying that for about a year. I probably have been saying that for a year. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'll say... Stop eating my sesame cake! Alright, here we go. Out of 10. Out of 10. I'm going to give this a... 6.8. Okay. Out of 10. This really, I mean, it was an enjoyable movie, but rewatchability... Eh, I don't know if it's really there. Alright, that's fair. Corny? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, uh, an 8.5 uh, compass penises out of 10. Wow. You're a fan. I really love the hell out of this movie. Um, I actually, to be honest with you, I would actually want. Uh, I can actually see this as a date movie. To be honest with you. Okay. In the right, <laughs> in the right right situation, this could be a date movie. I don't know if, honestly, if I don't know. I don't want to put words in my wife's mouth. I I don't know if she'd get behind. <laughs> like she could get past the fart jokes and penis jokes to get. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she might. Get the, real, get the story. My, I mean, my, uh, again, don't take me wrong. My wife is a very smart woman. She's a she's an educator. Um, I just don't know if that's a thing that she could do. But anyway, maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, you should, Corny. You let me know. You you take Pate. You have Pate watch this with you. You let me know how that goes because uh, I'd be interested to know. Um, Indeed. Sam. Uh, I'm, I, I'm with Corny. I really, really like this movie. It was something original, uh, something I'd never seen before. And I'm, I, I would watch this thing quite a few times. I think, um, I'm going to give it an 8.62 out of 10. Um, one of the, one of my favorite movies I've seen in the past year, probably. Uh, yeah. All right. I, hey, I'm yeah. I'm there with you. I'm I'm actually gonna be real with you guys. It, it, when you look at the score, it's gonna make it look like Andrew hated this film, and I don't. Andrew, I don't think you hated this film. You just you were no, as, no, I didn't hate it. It's yeah. just not. It wasn't your fart of tea, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't your uh, your uh, your uh, uh, dead body canteen full of tea um, that you have to dispense by. He took a shower under that flowing water. Let's just. That I mean, so weird. But at least it would have so been warm. I mean, yeah. um, I just all I could think of is just rotting fish, and that it's warm. Yeah. And and he just after that first time he drank it and it was gross. This after that he was just like, eh, he would just get more whenever he needed it. It's gross. And when they made him cry, that was really gross too. Just gonna say it. Um. <laughs> So I'm going to give this, hmm, I'm going to give it an 8.25, uh, 8.25 cork, corked buttholes, uh, out of 10. (laughs) I, and the only reason why it's not higher, honestly, is because of the ending is, 
yeah. The, the, yeah. the ending forces us to now accept the fact that this was all real and that Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. is, in fact, this, this thing that nature has wrought on us. And frankly, I think this is the beginning of World War Z. So, <laughs> uh, well, even with the ending, though, I still wonder: is is he is Hank visualizing this ending in his head? Well, I mean, you know, do you, the people that are around him really see what's happening? You can make the argument that, in fact, he hangs himself on the beach. He he's dead, and yeah. this yeah. this is his coping mechanism. I always find that as a cop out for movies. Though. I do, you I know, do too. Can't. I know. I just you're, you're right. I mean. Is is um, you know Dom from um, Inception? Is he actually when he uh, on the plane? Right, he never actually wakes up. Right when after he um, gets conned by that guy, what, what played? He was in Batman Begins. Asian dude, I don't know his name. Like once he gets that past that con, right, and then they they catch up with him. Right, and then they put mm-hmm. him into. Um, they make him, you know, we're gonna do this, and then they go through the whole process of whatever, and then they go to sleep on the plane. He actually never wakes up, um, and that. You know, what I'm saying like, like the whole thing at the end with the top. The reason why we don't know if it ever falls is because he's actually already in sleep. You know, what I'm saying. I I, I think that that might be kind of the same thing, a little bit. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, what I am saying is that this movie now will place pretty high on our list of movies. Yeah. Um, uh, 15, I think. So Around 15. I updated it today. Oh. So, uh, oh, very cool. Dude. Thank you, Sam. Well, 16. Sorry. It'll be our new number 16. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm just, I was, and and maybe, oh, thanks, Sam. Um, sorry, I just saw the, the page. Do. Um, I, uh, I... I was, I think, honestly, and my score was high because of it's that, and we've talked about it before on the show, uh, reality plus expectations equals result, or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, we do it in sports, right? Oh, we're, we're all Panthers fans except Corny, because uh, he has no soul. Damn right. Um, you know, so, like, oh, the Panthers are going to be, like last year, they're like, oh, they're going to be fine. It'll be an 8-8 eight and eight team. No, they went 15-1 and one and went to the Super Bowl. So we were super happy and excited, and this is their greatest year ever. And then this year, we're like, hey, we're, we're going to go back, and we're going to do great. And they won five games. So, or seven. I don't know how many games they won, but not a lot. So to, th- to this movie, <laughs> I don't think any of us expected this movie. I mean, Corny, you said at the beginning, you and I both thought this was going to be the next rubber and it was going to be an hour and a half of us just complaining about another movie. Um, and I think all of us were, were pleasantly surprised. I think I don't want to speak for everyone, yeah. but from what oh, I'm yeah. from gathering, yeah, we were, we are all kind of, Oh, this is, this is an interesting and original. So there you go. Uh, so that, that puts it at a eight, something an eight point something, something. Um, and there you go. So that's it. That's our show. That was a lot of fun, guys. That was I really enjoyed the hell out of that. And um, so we're going to go from that to something completely different. Um, so next week we are doing, right, That's this is the part of the show where I, I say what's coming up next week, right? Yeah. Um, next week we're doing, <laughs> sorry, um, what's it called? Uh, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Now, once again, 
I've done the thing that I keep forgetting to do. I've said the name of the movie that we're supposed to watch without checking Netflix to see if it's streaming. <laughs> and the last time we did this, uh... <laughs> it wasn't streaming. Um, that's why we didn't do uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, yep. Sin City. A Dame to Kill 4 is streaming on Netflix. There we go. All right. Uh, they did just drop a bunch of new movies on Netflix, uh, including Jurassic Park 3. Uh, oh. I mean, we want to watch some Talking Dinosaurs, Sam? Uh. But they did drop this. Great. And all I'm going to say is this. The Iron Giant is streaming. I don't know if I want to do it for this show. Because it might be an hour and a half of me just saying how it's the greatest uh, drawn comic book or cartoon movie I've ever seen, and and then go watch it. So I just say, just go watch it. That's all I'm going to say. Go watch it. It's fantastic. Vin Diesel does the best voice acting with the fewest amount of lines since being Groot. Um, or Groot was until it doesn't matter. Anyway, that's it. So next week is Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. We've got some other really interesting ones coming up. Um, the one after that is Lucky Number Slevin, which was a listener requested uh, on our Facebook page. And then the one after that is Sky High, which was a listener requested <laughs> movie. Um, I'll have to let her know that we're doing that. And then after that, Black Hawk Down. So that's the next month. That's that's your month of March, pretty that's much. A pretty good month. Pretty good. I think it is. Um, I've not seen Sin City and Dame to Kill for. I've never seen it. I've seen the first one. I saw the first one. Mm-hmm. I've not seen the second one. Um, and I own two of the of I own two of the next four. Uh, Which one? Do, I know Black Hawk, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I own that on the on the In DVD. No, I own Lucky Number Eleven. Oh, interesting. On DVD. That makes sense. It actually, once you watch it, Sam, it'll make a lot of sense why I own that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's our month. So that's, again, until something gets pulled. Um, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you guys so much for listening uh, to the show. We really appreciate it. You, um... Wait, what's supposed to happen? Oh, wait. That's not right. Nice. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Did point something? That was Andrew. I think that's, I think that's our new uh, out of 10. <laughs> oh, I should keep that. Wait, what's supposed to happen? <laughs> yep, I'm keeping that forever. <laughs> I gotta remember to edit that. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, <laughs> I want to make that like a text tone. Like, wait, what's supposed to happen? Here we go. All right. Oh, I'm supposed to answer my phone. That's what's supposed to happen. Oh man, that was great. I didn't mean for that to happen. What I meant to do was this. Um, so that's gonna do it for us. So uh, go to our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. Sam updated some stuff. I have added a new thing to our existence. I have added a Cheap Seat Review blog. Um, I guess people are still doing blogs. And frankly, there are some movies that I just feel like I need to talk more about uh, that I can't do all in here. This movie might be my first post. So if you go to our website, you'll see the, the thing there, click blog, or you can just go to thecheapseatreviews.blogspot.com um, and there we can have uh, more conversations, be more interactive uh, with what we're doing and stuff. I think that would be fun if you guys want to do that. Uh, I encourage it even. Uh, you, of course, leave us review iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Visit our website. I already said that. Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. 
is, of course, our Facebook page and like us on Twitter or follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. Um, and, of course, you may send us your emails to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. I did check. We did not have uh, an email this week. So what are you, what are you, what are you whispering for? Keep going. Yeah. Ready to stop? Ready to go back? Um, so there you go. That's, that's our show. Um, so on behalf of uh, Andrew, Corny, Sam... Daniel Radcliffe and that piece of cork. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. movie gets a pass on the use of flagellants.